Hello everyone and welcome to another ARD podcast. My name is Caroline Osbert and I'm a social media advisor for ARD and a research group leader at the Center of Experimental Rheumatology at the University Hospital in Zurich, Switzerland. Today I'm here with researchers from the University Medical Center in Leiden, which is Lenda Tro, Rory Monaghan and Michelle van den Beutel. They recently published their study in RMD Open, where they show that autoantibodies against specific post-translational modified proteins are present in patients with lupus and that they associate with major neuropsychiatric manifestations. So, Landert, Rory and Michelle, welcome to this podcast. I'm really happy that you found the time to talk here about your work and your findings. So maybe you can just quickly introduce yourself and talk a bit about what the interest of your research group is. Thanks, Carolina. I will start. Uh, so my name is Lena Trau, and I work at the Leiden University Medical Center, now focused in the Department of Immunology, where we work on complement and especially also on autoantibodies in several autoimmune diseases. And uh, I will now give the word to my colleagues uh, to introduce themselves. Hi, good afternoon. I'm Rory Monaghan. I'm a clinical PhD student in the Department of Rheumatology and my research focuses on lupus and specifically neuropsychiatric lupus. And I'll now uh, let my other colleague introduce herself. Yes, so I am uh, Michelle van den Beukel and I'm a PhD student at the Department of Immunology. And I work more as a, in a basic research looking at the post-translational modified proteins and the autoantibody responses. Thanks a lot. And uh, you already said it, the post-translational modification and the post-translationally modified proteins. I think we heard already a lot of them in various diseases and the autoantibody response to them. So maybe you can explain a bit more what are these. There are many of them. I know where do they occur and in which diseases we find autoantibodies. Yeah, indeed, there are many, many different uh, post-translational modified proteins or modifications. So what is a post-translational modified protein or a PTM for short? Uh, so after a um, protein has been synthesized, a protein can be modified by either an enzymatic or a chemical reaction and a modification can be added, uh, added to this. And we know um, that different modifications that they occur in different diseases. So well-known example are the carbamylated and citronylated proteins in uh, found in rheumatoid arthritis. Um, and yeah, in these diseases, these are used as prognostic and diagnostic uh, factors. So in the current study, actually, you analyzed this uh, post-translational modification or autoantibodies actually against this in a quite specific cohort. So in which uh, cohort did you look? Yeah, for this study, we looked in the uh, cohort from the Leiden University Medical Center. And this uh, cohort uh, is part of a tertiary referral center for patients with neuropsychiatric manifestations and lupus. So if a patient in the Netherlands suffers from neuropsychiatric symptoms that are incompletely understood, and they either have the diagnosis of lupus or they strongly suspect that it's due to lupus, they get referred to uh, the clinic here. And in one day, they have a multidisciplinary evaluation. So they go by a neurologist, psychiatrist, well, et cetera, a lot of different specialists. And then together in a multidisciplinary team, it's decided whether, well, first of all, there's lupus, but mainly whether the symptoms uh, can be attributed to lupus. So the neuropsychiatric symptoms, are they really caused by lupus or by other factors? 
as many neuropsychiatric symptoms are also common in the general population, such as headache and depression. So that is uh, the cohort that we have here in Leiden. So that's very important. I think that's quite a unique uh, cohort and, and very thoroughly uh, characterized. I know that also the methods are quite critical in how you measure these autoantibodies. Maybe you can tell us a bit more what you use to detect these autoantibodies. Yes, so I can indeed elaborate a little bit on that. Uh, so what we did is that we uh, made use of an in-house ELISA to measure all these different autoantibodies against these different modifications. So we decided to include a set of uh, six different modifications, which are citronylation, carbamylation, MAA, acetylation, ages and nitration. So what we did is that we uh, modified FCS, so it's fetal cough serum, uh, and we also took its non-modified counterpart. This we uh, yeah, coated on a plate and we added sera of these different patients to this and analyzed the IgG antibody responses. And then what could you actually find by combining these uh, methods and the nice cohorts that you have? What we observed is that we saw increased antibody responses in the lupus patients as compared to the Colcrofts. And it was especially the case for the anti-CARP antibody response, for anti-MAA antibodies, and for anti-H antibodies. We did not find an increased frequency for the other three. So we have focused much of our analysis on these three antibodies. And then we focused also much more on the clinical presentation of those patients to see whether we could actually find useful associations. Yeah, so what we found there is actually that uh, these antibodies, these three that were just mentioned, seem to correlate with uh, disease activity in lupus patients. So it correlated both with complement consumption, but also with uh, the SLEDI, so that's a disease activity score, and also the presence of inflammation as measured by the erythrocyte sedimentation rate. So that was quite interesting. But what makes our cohort so special are these patients with neuropsychiatric lupus, which is actually very hard to diagnose. So what we also did is look, are these antibodies more common in patients that have neuropsychiatric lupus versus those that don't? And that is indeed what we saw, that some of these antibodies, namely the anti-CARB and the anti-MAA, were a bit more frequent in patients with neuropsychiatric lupus. So uh, we know that, of course, biomarkers are very important. And I think it's very exciting that at this specific topic with the neuropsychiatric manifestations of lupus, you found something because it's for sure uh, where it's needed. And But still, I want to ask the question that probably some people asked before is, what do you think these anti-PTM antibodies actually do in the pathogenesis? So can we just use them as a biomarker or are they really a cause of the disease? Do they have a pathogenic function? So what is your personal view on this? Because I know for many years in many diseases, your group actually worked with these autoantibodies. Yeah, sure. This is still a very open question where we know that these antibodies are present at the moment that we measure them and they are associated with disease activity. But from this observation, one cannot yet conclude whether or not they serve a pathogenic role. Within rheumatoid arthritis, we have learned much about the fact that some of these autoantibodies are present many years before the clinical presentation. And of course, for lupus, one can speculate, but we did not do the analysis, so we don't know whether they will be present prior to the onset of disease. But in this case, it would be more the question whether they would be present prior to the onset of a specific clinical symptom. And so we would love to predict if somebody will develop lupus 
nephritis or uh, the psychiatrical problems of lupus in the near future so that one could actually tailor medical intervention one way or the other. Indeed, of course, that would be totally in the sense of precision medicine, stratified uh, medicine. So uh, I'm sure this is maybe something you will do in future. Are there any other concrete plans that you have that you want to do in future and that we can look forward to? One thing is indeed to uh, maybe relate this more to the pathophysiology within the neuropsychiatric lupus. And therefore, we are yeah, very much interested in maybe looking into these uh, modifications inside of the brain, for instance. Yeah, and then furthermore, we are also um, yeah, trying to investigate other different autoimmune diseases, uh, such as uh, autoimmune hepatitis, um, which would add to this, like that the autoantibodies against these modifications could also play a role in different autoimmune diseases. Very interesting indeed. So I'm looking forward to uh, maybe for another podcast with you in a couple of years about this topic. For now, I thank you very much for this insight into your work. And uh, for our listeners, if you want to read the whole article or other interesting science, then just visit our webpage at RMD Open or the RD webpage. And also follow us on Facebook or Twitter to get the latest news on the published research in rheumatology. With this, I thank you very much for listening and have a lovely day. Music